welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Uh, we're on season four, Andy. Episode number six. Tonight is a sports edition only. Today is December 19th, 2022. We've got a bonus episode, a special episode, I should say. We've got a couple guests. Special, yeah. Jesse and Craig will be joining us uh, when we do the, the Big Ten Bowl preview segment here coming up. We'll have uh, those guys on as, a, as guests. Uh, they will more than likely be future guests on the show as well, but Andy, I'm going to start off with the – I don't have a trivia question, but I've got a football-related question. Football fact of the day. Fact, we'll call it, not trivia. You know, the Vikings broke that record, and Jesse and and Craig can chime in here if you want. The Vikings broke the record this week. Biggest comeback in NFL history, being down 36-33-0, coming back to win 39-36 in overtime. But did you know what happened on this day in history, this day in sports history? In 2010 – it was the Met miracle at the new Meadowlands. The Eagles on this date trailed the Giants by 21 points in the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. And the Eagles came back to score four touchdowns in the final seven minutes, including the dramatic walk-off punt return for a score by Deshaun Jackson. Was on this date in 2010. Giants lose to the Eagles. Now, Craig, that's your, your team now, right, the Eagles? Yeah, it's adopted team. I'm still a Viking. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Still a Viking. He moved, he moved out there. He's uh gonna probably become an Eagles fan, but right now he's I think anything else. Uh but he's slowly he's slowly getting into Eagles country there. But yeah, the Vikings had a big comeback. The other things that happened this weekend, Andy, we had some title games. D three. Yes. D three, D two. Um division three. Um, here we go. There we are. Got the screen up there. Division three, North Central Illinois did defeat Mountain Union for the Division three championship. D two, Ferris State over the Colorado School of Mines. Now, of course, we're talking bowl games. I had to put the Bison up there because they will again be down in Fargo South, uh, down in Frisco, Texas, playing the Bunnies for the title. I tried to get some pictures of the FCS championship, but all the pictures had Bison players behind it, so I didn't really want to show favoritism there. But the Bison are going for their 10th title. Uh, another trip down there again. Um, the thing is in Fargo, what they do is when the season begins, people there buy their tickets for Frisco and get rooms already right when the season begins because 90% <laughs> chance they're going. So. They've well, loaded up their tickets. Now, South Dakota State in the final rankings was the final number one ranked team in the nation. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, the Bison will be the underdogs here, but they always put up a good showing here on the home final stretch here. Now, the Bison, they played uh, the incarnate word there. We talked about them last week. The Bison were down 14 nothing in the first quarter. The, the incarnate word, yes. They just Texas. came out and pounded it to the Bison right off the bat, and I'm like, oh, my God, this is this is scary. Uh, the Bison chipped away, picked away, and came back. Um, the Word had some great players on their team. I was very impressed. Their coach is moving on to another team next year. I forgot where he was going. I had it written down. And um, one of the interns took it and used it to roll up something on it. And but anyway, one of the interns here at the show. Yeah. Um, Kevin's training in a new guy. And so he didn't know what was going on. But of course. So of that course. coaching staff are all leaving, but they got some good players there. Watch for them next year. But again, it's the Biden's trophy to lose this year. 
that we planned out in Frisco, January 8th at 1 p.m. Temple. Always a good game at FCS. Always good. It's two conference teams going against each other. Um, The Bison had two losses this year, one to Arizona and one to South Dakota State. South Dakota State, the only loss this year was at Iowa, first week of the season. So uh, not kind of lost against each other. It was against the big boy schools, and both were bare, barely losses. I think South Dakota State lost 7-3. to three. The Bison game was fairly close, too, early in the year. So should be a good one. Excellent. But we will start December 27th. Guaranteed rate bowl. There we go. Big 10. Wisconsin six and six gets Oklahoma State seven and five. Wisconsin a five point favorite right now. Yeah, this is gonna be the most boringest game because, because but uh Oklahoma State's starting quarterback is in the transfer portal. He's not playing. I think Graham Mertz of Wisconsin's in the transfer portal also. He is. Yep. So I'm looking at a seventeen to thirteen game, Wisconsin. Now, one thing about Wisconsin here, it's their 21st straight bowl appearance for the third longest streak in football right now. So they keep in there. And here's the other thing. Like I said, the transfer portal. Oklahoma State's got the better record, and Wisconsin's the five-point favorite. Yeah. I think uh, Spencer Sanders is not playing, so I think that's why it's the favorite. Yeah. Uh, Last year's winner – was Minnesota over West Virginia, 18-6. to six. And this is on ESPN. ESPN. ESPN at 9.15 p.m. on the 27th. Okay. So, darn, it's been past what's my bedtime. Your, uh, what's your thoughts, Jesse, on this one? Um, I, I bored them, to be honest with you, is uh, what I think about this one. Uh, be two <laughs> teams that, that just are not going to move the ball. Uh, it, it's just it, – it's going to be uh, – I'm not sure if you guys play any ball in high school, but it's going to be your three yards in a cloud of dust type of game. Um, I don't anticipate much for entertainment value. I do think that the Cowboys will end up winning this game. I just don't see Wisconsin having any offensive showing. They'll play some D like they do. Um, but I see Oklahoma State winning this game. I'm going to guess somewhere around 18 to 13, somewhere in there, 20 to 13. Gotcha, gotcha. Nice, nice. Awesome. Late starts, it is in Arizona, so um, I won't be watching it. It's on past my bedtime, so I won't be watching it all. Wow. Yeah, you're you're not going to miss much. Yeah. (laughs) Or if I can't fall asleep, I'll turn it on and fall asleep. There you go. That might be better. Your friend's Omnia it should be called. The Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe. Oh, my goodness. Don't tell me money don't buy you a bowl game. (laughs) Syracuse and the Gophs. Uh, oh, yeah. 1 p.m. here in the Minnesota time zone on the 29th on ESPN. Gophs 8 and 4. Uh, Syracuse 7 and 5. Gophers are a seven point favorite going into the game. As well, they should. I mean, Syracuse is, I mean, they started out 6 and 0. They, they've limped into this game. I know that they, uh, they, who they uh, BC, I believe. They beat Boston College to at least end with a winning record to you know back their way into this basically local game for them. But yeah, um, the Gophers should win this game pretty handily. One thing PJ does is he gets these kids fired up for games like this, and you know I, I think Gophers will win this one pretty handily. Is Mo playing for the Gophers? 
most playing, you know what? These guys, you see a, a lot of players on our teams, they do end up opting out of these bowl games. Uh, for whatever reason, PJ gets to these guys. The Gophers, for whatever reason, have not, you know, they, they haven't, they played these bowl games. I mean, even last year, Fall they played in that game last year. Um, Bateman didn't, but, uh, but yeah, most playing. Yep. And I'd be interested to see who starts a quarterback. I mean, I'd start Ethan, but I wouldn't be surprised if PJ gives uh, Tanner one last start on his way out. For, for Mo, for example, we'll use him for the, for the example here. Could a bad performance here hurt him in the draft? Or do you think his draft status is kind of locked in already? It's locked in. Okay. I agree. And okay. why wasn't he up for running back of the year or was he? Uh, it's that M on his helmet. Yeah, because he, he had 1,500 yards rushing and 19 touchdowns. And nobody gave him any props. And I, well, I they think gave him props, but the, there was other guys who were also very good. Not um, like that. Not well, like that. The kid from Texas and I guess the, who was it, the Michigan kid, they, they had big numbers. Yeah, not like no, – the, no, like, no, I, no, I agree. No, Mo, you know, I mean – I don't know, but it's probably the M on the helmet, I guess, what it comes down to. All right. hey, Craig, Craig, what's your thoughts on this ball game here? Oh, my thoughts. Well, Gophers defense is going to win it for us. I, I, I think it's going to be a twenty-three to sixteen game. Gophers. Okay. Yeah. Last year, last year was Maryland over Virginia Tech, fifty-four to ten. Then they try to keep a, a New England-based team in that game all the time for. For fan reasons, but no, the one the one reason I like this game is the rest of the bowl games are in the south, or if they're in the north, they're in dome stadiums. You get a little weather element potential in this game, is what uh, I kind of like about it. Uh, but I might be in the minority there. Uh, the fans are usually typically hoping for a southern location, I'm sure, but uh, should be interesting. They're yeah. playing the Bronx first time ever for the Gophers. The Duke's Mayo Bowl. Can't make this stuff up. Now uh, 23, North Carolina State 8-4 against Maryland 7-5. and five. Game is in North Carolina. This is the game known where afterwards it's a dump on Gatorade. They dump a bucket of mayo on the coach. Um, and it's not on a pay channel, so go with that. <laughs> so um, it used to be known as the Meineke Car Care Bowl at one time, uh, the Centennial Tire Bowl. It's changed sponsorships in North Carolina. Maryland's a point and a half favorite in this one. I guess the wow. number 23 ranked team. Really? Very surprising to me, too. This is the one game, like you mentioned, the Mayo. The word, I think the, the both head coaches might not mind losing this game at the end. Yeah. Not get that Mayo dumped on you. Yeah. I, I was shocked at the spread when I saw this as well. Um, Maryland does have some offensive firepower. They don't play a lick of D, but they do got some – they got some star power outside on the on the edges. The quarterback who can play a little bit, um, but yeah, at NC State, I think I, I'm I'm picking them to win this game. And if I was, you know, going to make any wagers on it, this would be one I'd really hit on. Yep, it's on ESPN at eleven o'clock Central Time on the thirtieth. So. Yep. All right, the Duke Mayable. Oh my god! <laughs> All right. The Go game I thought the Gophers would be in, the Music City Bowl. Me too. It's our bowl game. But uh, the Hawkeyes and uh, Kentucky, 7-5 and five each. Kentucky favored by three. Played on New Year's Eve at 11 o'clock on the ABC Network. 
Hawkeyes, are they overrated? I mean, Kentucky's favorite by three. Is Kentucky going to crush them, or can Iowa come back and win this game? I don't think Iowa wins this game. I mean, I don't. Iowa's Iowa, and they find ways to win games. They block punts, safeties, and all those things. Kentucky, they're not just a basketball school anymore. Kentucky can play some football now. They got some players, um, some guys who can play D. I, mean, I, I can't even imagine how many yards that Iowa's going to generate in this game. Kentucky's got a heck of a D-line, some good linebackers, and, and Iowa obviously can't move the ball through the air one lick. So this one, again, I, I think uh, I just don't see Iowa doing much in this game. Kentucky should win this game, I think, you know, by double digits at least. You know, Iowa, they, Iowa beat South Dakota State first game of the season 7-3. to three. Yeah. Iowa got seven points on a field goal and two safeties. They certainly did. <laughs> That's oh. so- Nothing yeah. says Iowa football than uh, yeah. 11-6 game. Yeah, Craig, what's your thoughts on this, Craig? And then uh, we never got your thoughts in the last game, NC State and Maryland. Oh. So do, do both those back-to-back. He dropped off there for a sec. I think he's off again here. Should we move on or you the last second? Yeah, we can go ahead and move oh, on. By the way, real, real quick, uh, yep. just I know this is kind of not about this bowl game, but I see that Iowa just got a real good uh, commitment from a, a quarterback coming in for next year. So they're moving on from Petrus, which will be good for that program. But for this game here, I got yeah. Kentucky all day long. This all is right. on ABC, Channel ABC Network. Yep. The Cheez-It Citrus Bowl, LSU and – Purdue, number 17, LSU. LSU's favored by seven in this game. On the 2nd of January on ABC at noon. Uh, Purdue, I thought, looks pretty good. I mean, yeah, they beat the Gophers. I mean, most teams almost did. But Purdue, I think, is better than their record. Um, I think they might hold their own in this one. Uh, their quarterback, Aiden O'Connell, just declared that he is out for this game. He is not playing in this game. So that's going to be a huge blow for them. And they're big rivals. Okay, scratch that LSU by five. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Without O'Connell and that uh, – was it Charlie Jones? I think Yeah, they're Charlie yeah. Jones, their fifth-year receiver. He He's going to skip out for the uh, NFL draft as well. So two huge you know losses for the Boilermakers in this one, going against a team that is also losing some guys, but obviously has so much more depth. You know, I mean, LSU's second, third stringers are, you know, four-star recruits. That's where this is really going to, I think, play a role. And LSU's depth against Purdue's depth here is going to be tough for Purdue to overcome, I think. And we talked about the last bowl game was Iowa against Kentucky. Those two teams played in this game last year with Kentucky winning 20-17. So, we move on. Now, uh, the second game we got back. Who's back? Craig, okay. are, you, are you back, Craig? Uh, what's your thoughts on the Purdue LSU matchup? Gotcha. How about? I, I, I gotta add one note while we wait for Craig here. Uh, yeah. The high school that me and Craig went to has a player on it this year that is going to LSU next year. So that's kind of exciting. Oh, really? Nice. Yep. Yep. Now, we're, we're we kind of go with that. Um, Local Minnesota news thing. We're okay if you want to name drop the high school, the player. We don't care. Go ahead. Well, I, I kid named Jackson Howard out of Cooper High School ended okay. up being uh, the the number three ranked uh, player in the country and the top tight end and number eight D end in the country at the very end. Uh, it's crazy. I did. I actually saw his dad 
at uh, the bar there. He's going to be going to LSU strictly as a defensive player. No more. Nice. But yeah, heck of a player, obviously, going to LSU. Five-star recruit. Nice, nice. Oh. All right, here we go. The next game we got. That's a, kind of a two-part question this game for two. First of all, before we get into it, it's the, the uh, Quest Bowl, Request Bowl with um, Illinois, Mississippi State. Listed as a pick right now, and I, maybe I'm a sentimental, but Mississippi State's going with the Pirate Helmets in honor of Coach Leach, who was oh. a big liked Pirates. Not the baseball team Pirates, but like, our Shiver Me Timber Pirates, you know. So they went with a special helmet in honor of Mike Leach. The NCAA gave Mississippi State the option not to play in this game, and they said, the hell with that. Coach wants us playing. We're playing. So I think that alone is just from what I know of Mike Leach from reading and seeing stories of him. That's got to be at least worth 10 points right there. And how you can make this a pick and blows me away. I couldn't agree more. I, I could not agree more. I mean, Illinois is decent. They're okay. They're, 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 you know, the classic Big Ten team. I mean, they're going to run, run, run the ball, yeah. you know, and they're going to play some D, but not enough big plays. And I, I, I'm, I think Mississippi State has a good hand here. And like I said, I mean, this is all about, you know, these players and that coach. And, you know, I, I was a huge Mike Leach fan as well. So, yeah, really sad. Yep. January 2nd, ESPN 2, noon central time here on The Deuce, as some people call it. The Deuce. Now, in a bowl game that used to mean something, now it's just in the mix. The Rose Bowl. Oh, man. Number eight, Utes against number 11, Penn State, Nittany Lions. January 2nd, 4 p.m. on ESPN2. Uh, Utah is only a two-point favorite. Yeah, go ahead, Craig. By the way, don't tell the Utes that. I uh, yeah. did. Listen to some of their stuff that they came out uh, this weekend. Utah, by the way, their players clearly think they're winning this game, and they, they weren't afraid to say that either. <clears throat> they must be feeling pretty good about themselves after uh, disposing of the Trojans in that Pac-10 yeah. Pac uh, championship game. Yeah. And the Pac-10 championship game ain't going to mean, mean much in a couple of years when UCLA and USC leave and other schools all leave and everything else. Yeah, that, that, that conference is dissolving before our very eyes. Yeah, that, that Mountain West is going to be more powerful than them pretty soon. Uh, agreed. Yeah, I, and, and I'm not sure this might be a whole nother show that we could do because I could go on and on about my thoughts on uh, these mega conferences. I, I mean, maybe I'm not for change in general, but not a fan of what they're doing with these, you know, with, with this money grab. Let's just call it what it is. Yeah. Well, these bowl games, a lot of them aren't really tied in with the NCAA anyway, so not that's anymore. why you can sit out. Now, now Jesse and Craig went to this uh, the the Penn State Gopher game earlier in this in the year. Uh, they've seen them uh, the Nittany Lions already this year. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Jesse? Yeah. Well, you know what? Real fast defense. Very very fast. Uh, Penn State they'll let you catch the ball in front of them. You know they do play kind of a soft shell D, but. You ain't running them. You catch it and you go down. They're very, very fast. One uh, one note in this game, too, uh, Joey Porter Jr., their best defensive player, is not playing in this game as well. Uh, son of Pittsburgh linebacker, uh, Joey yeah. Porter back in the day. But, you know what, Ellis or uh, Penn State, they've got some firepower. they got some good backs. I mean, they recruit well. But they're not. A, they're a team that can be beat. In fact, I'm, I'm picking Utah to win this game. Um, I think Utah is just – 
they're more sophisticated offensively. They're going to win, but not by as much as Utah thinks they will. Probably not. Um, but I, this will be. I'm looking forward to this game. This will be a real tight game. I mean, Penn State probably has better athletes. I think uh, the Utes just have a better scheme. Um, and, and and they got some players too. The Utes do, but I, I, I I'm picking the Utes in this one. Maybe a little yeah. bit of upset. Well, I guess yeah. Utah's got better players. Penn State's got better players, but Utah's a better team. I think so. So that's the sum right there. Yeah. All right. The two games everybody paid all their money for athletes for the first one. <laughs> TCU against Michigan. Um, number two against number three. Michigan's a nine-point favorite on this one. Is that too much or not enough? Um, I, I think the spread's decent, personally. I mean, last we saw TCU, they were losing to Kansas State, and they were losing bad early. Yeah. Uh, I mean, TCU, I mean, the, the great defense. I mean, their defense is solid. They got one of the best players in the nation, that uh, Travius Hodges-Tomlinson. You know, I mean, he, he won the Jim Thorpe Award, and they have an outstanding D-line. Uh, I mean, they're a top uh, – I think they finished, like, 13 overall in defense. Really good defense. But, man, Michigan can just bring it. I mean, and I know that their main running back is down, but the kid behind him is a four-star kid who played real good in that Buckeye game. I mean, he played really good. Um, Michigan, I mean, they're, they're going to run the ball. I mean, they're going to want to run it. They're going to run it, and that's just what they're going to do. Uh, TCU can stop the run, so that might be good for them. I, I still think Michigan just has too many athletes, too much star power, too much for TCU, who's decent, have some good players, but the depth, again, that, not a big thing for TCU. I think Michigan's going to win this one. Michigan, okay, all right, Michigan big. And then here we go, the other game, the other side of the bracket, if you will, Peach Bowl, Georgia against Ohio, I hate Ohio State, <laughs> one and four. This is the – Evening game or the other game in that bracket. I had the evening one. First game's at three. This one's at seven, both on ESPN. Georgia by six and a half, they're saying. Yeah, what do you guys think about that? I mean, Georgia's good. I mean, I don't think what they have five, six guys drafted in the first round after defense last year and just yeah. completely reload to have the best defense in the NCAA again this year. I mean, that obviously they're recruiting at a very high level in Georgia. Um, the, the, you just can't run the ball on them. They give up under 80 yards a game on the ground. They're only giving up 250 yards you know, altogether. That defense is just it, – it's a lot. I mean, they just routed LSU. It was a 50-30 to 30 in that championship yeah. game. The quarterback's a game manager. He knows how to play. You know, he, he, he doesn't show off much, but he gets the job done, throws for high percentages and just, you know, finds open guys who make people miss. Georgia's just loaded. Um, I, I think Georgia's going to win this game. You know, is, and they have to do two things. They got to stop that passing game. They got to stop Stroud and stop that Marvin Harrison. And after, after that, the Buckeyes can be beat, and they can be beat especially on the back end defensively, as we saw Michigan do to them uh, that last weekend in November. So if the picks are right and we're right. Georgia-Michigan, who do you got? Taking the trophy home on January 9th at 6.30 on ABC. I, I just don't see anyone beating Georgia. I, I just don't. Um, I think Georgia's going to win this one. What kind of point spread would you put on that one? If you were uh, in Georgia, Michigan? I, I would think I'd, I'd right about, I think, six. Okay. 
think that. And we'll make sure to rip you online if you're wrong. And if you're right, we'll just blow over. So I didn't expect nothing less. All right. A couple other notes to bring up about college football. We kind of touched on them a little bit here. The transfer portal. A lot of guys skipping games, which is kind of, as you can see, not a lot of people care. Which this, but also, like you said, Kansas State beat TCU, and that did not in the conference championship game, and TCU did not move and still makes it. So do they not even care about conference championship games anymore? I don't think they care, but I think they were backed into a corner when USC lost to Utah. I, I clearly, I think USC would have been the team over um, over uh, Ohio State to make it, and and also TCU. With TCU, the resume was real good uh, you know, up until that loss. Um, I think they care less about conference championship games, but they obviously care about them. Now, with all this said, like transfer transfer portals, about ninety percent, eighty five percent guys sitting out. The other of those think that they're going to be the first round pick, so they're sitting out. Yeah. So that kind of hurts it. Now, like we said, with guys sitting out bowl games, players not taking them seriously anymore. Do we go to a bracket format? Like D2 and D3 use and FCS use. You know, again, this is probably going to be a whole <laughs> a whole show on this. Yeah. I, I absolutely have opinions on this. If, if you do this, so I'm looking at your bracket. So are you saying that we should do a, what, a 32-team? This is just kind of roughly the 32-team format. And each bowl game, so these towns, they can still travel to the independent stadiums. You can still get your sponsorship and your monies for going here. But if they did this, would a lot of players still sit out knowing that, hey, wait, this is a bracket game. This is the playoffs, if you will. Would less players sit out if it was this format? They might, actually. I think that you, they, they probably would. And in this format, yeah, yeah. I think less kids would. Yes. To answer your question, yes. I think less kids would sit out. But now what your problem now is, to me, I mean, the best thing about college football is the fact that every single week is the playoffs, the regular yeah. season, the playoffs. I mean, if you have this format, just think of what you're doing to those Saturday nights in November, rivalry week. I'll just give you – one. I mean, there's a million examples, but one, just because we're talking Big Ten. Yep. What happens now with that, you know, say that Michigan-Ohio State game? You know, any of them, well, those games are huge. It's win and in. It's all – I mean, the whole season's on the line. In games, what would happen, I think, in games like you're saying here – is players would opt to not play in those rivalry games to sit out for these games because let's just okay. say you know an Ohio State Michigan game wouldn't even really matter at that point because they're going to go on and probably play again later in that so I think you're just really what is that old saying you're ripping from Peter to pay Paul or whatever yeah yep. um, I just think that you're just I think you wrecked the regular season with this format and I love the regular season like I said people want more playoffs to me. Every week is the playoffs. So um, I, I see what you're doing. I wouldn't be in favor of it. I think if the big schools went to a playoff, I'd be okay with an eight-team max. And, and then the other games, I don't know, still have them, I guess. But if you go to the eight teams, you're going to have super conferences pretty soon. I mean, the Big yeah. Ten's going to have, what, 16 teams in a couple years? No, they'll, they'll, they'll get to 20 eventually. Yeah. So you're there if you just go to the final four, the winner of each conference, because they got five conferences now. They'll be on the four pretty soon. Big yeah. eight 
is dropping. So you just have the, the your four super conferences, and just have the one of each conference go. There's your final four. And the other thing I don't think they'd ever pass with this deal is that's just if they want to keep any sort of they want to have a straight face about you know calling these kids student athletes. Right. I mean, you're gonna even somewhat even wink wink say that. To add all these games would just – they would take them out of school for too long, too much time for injuries. It would just – it would be quite a bit. Well, you know? okay, you could say that, take them out of school too long. You know as well as I do that big star athletes aren't in class this time of year anyway. I, I, that's why that, that's why I said wink, wink on the student yeah. part. But, you <laughs> yeah, know, they, they still want to keep that up. Yeah, what my, here's a thought, uh, Jesse. I'd like to get your feedback on this where I've mentioned to Andy a couple times in the past is – you know, we've got the four the four teams make the playoff, and the teams five and six are are upset. Uh, let's say you go to eight teams in the playoffs. The eight teams number nine and ten are going to be upset that they're not in it. If you go to a sixteen team tournament, uh, those teams on the bubble are always going to be complaining, and it's going to just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And you can't get a sixty four team tournament like the other sports, so you're stuck regardless. And so you're you're kind of in a in a pickle, like you mentioned earlier, Jesse. Any thoughts on? On that, no matter how many teams are going to have in the playoffs, still you're not going to make everyone happy. You're not going to make everyone happy. And you know what? Such is life to me. Yeah. You know that that life is that's life to me. Yeah. And like I looked, I did look up before before we came on today. So we we're we're going to twelve next year. And you yep. mentioned because you're right because what's going to happen next year? Oh, thirteenth and fourteenth teams. Oh, they sure got screwed. You know yep. this yep. year. What's you know those this year those teams this year. It would have been uh, Tulane, and uh, who was the other one? I can't. Um, oh, who Bay. was it? It was someone uh, in Tulane. It was one of them. It's like if we're gonna sit here and split hairs, that Tulane, you know. By the way, a two-loss Tulane team didn't make it to the college football playoff. I just think we've gone way too far, and I, I'll just keep going back to this point. You are really ripping off those great rivalry games at the end of the year when both teams are going to be in the top twelve. When, when they play those games, it's a win-and-in situation. The winner is going to be, say, in the top six, or you know, if they went to eight even. To me, I think six is the right number with the buys. Um, but you're going to really, 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 really take away from the regular season, even at 12 where they're going next year. And like I said, I, I could care less if Tulane, and I wish I could remember the other name. I, I, I want, It wasn't Kansas. I forget. Oh, I wish I, I – I did the research on it today too, but what I know it was Tulane. I laughed. I'm like – You know what conference it was in? The uh, other well, here's my point, though, is whoever – you have it handy. I just looked at basically the 12 and the 13th and 14th ranked teams. It might you have know, been Central – or Southern Florida, too, or Central Florida. You know, South Dakota State played Iowa. The Bison have played Arizona State. The FCS played a big school. That's fine and great the first week of the season. But let's get rid of Alabama playing Little Sister Mary School to blind in the first week of the season. Start yeah. playing conference games right off the bat or higher-ranked teams off the bat. Instead of your cupcake games to start with, too. Well, that would work. I'm all for that. I, I, I know those smaller schools love those paychecks, and that's kind of why they yeah. do it. Well, I mean, the first week of the season, that's okay. I'm okay with that the first week of the season. But then after that, yeah. hit your conference schedule and go running. Because we're going to have six in the Big Ten, and you're going to play not even half of them. I, I, I could not agree more with you. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah exactly. <laughs> and you, you, I don't think you can add any more games. I just, I mean, they've added, I mean, you know, back when I was growing up, I mean, it was, I think, 9-0 and before the bowl games. I mean, you played yeah. 10. Now they're up to, you know, there's teams that already played 13 games. Yep. Or 12 games. It was, uh, so, Jesse, and, I think it was Florida, know, Florida State or Oregon State. 
Uh, it was Oregon State and Tulane. Oregon. Yep. Okay, gotcha. And uh, I, I was Beavers. just like, what are, I mean, what are we doing here? What, <laughs> what, you know, I mean, who wants to see them play Georgia or Alabama or whoever your, you know, number one team in the country is? I mean, who wants to see that? Come on. It's kind of like we talked about when we did the high school football picks here for the big conferences in the metro area. Why is the 0-8 team in the playoffs? Getting felt okay. in the first round. Well, I, 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 okay, I, I'm, I'm going to be maybe a hypocrite here. Those are high school kids who, you know, you give them one chance to play a playoff game. I'm almost, I'm, I'm somewhat okay with that. You know, at least they feel like, you know, they made the playoffs and they feel like they, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm being hypocritical or being a hypocrite here, but I, I'm okay with the high school kids doing it just so they get the, the opportunity to do it. Yeah. Cause I've never heard of a high school kid sitting out a playoff game. Cause he's <laughs> right. Yeah. It's coming though. You watch. You wait and see. I mean, oh, I, yeah. I, I'd actually be willing to bet it's happening right now. We just haven't heard it. Yeah, the injury. That's all I got, Dan. That's all the pictures I had to show. So, awesome. Uh, awesome. Um, I'll go bring up back the uh, images here. Uh, Craig, Craig dropped off again, so it's just the three of us here left, and um, that's no problem. We got good coverage here from Jesse. That was very good. Uh, thanks again for. Uh, for your time and, and being able to help us out here on the show, we would like to do more of a roundtable discussion on some of these other topics, conferences, uh, yeah. portal, the realignment, all this stuff that's going on. Um, we want to have a uh, pick your brain on some of these things here for college football. Yeah. We, we had a guy on early in the season when the big 10 started, um, talked to big 10. It's like, we go to 16 teams. They go to four teams of division. Cause you can almost do it geographically. Back when we had 10 in the Big Ten, when we had 10 teams, if you look at the map, Minnesota was the farthest west city there was. So now it would be the Gophers, Nebraska, and the two California teams would be the Western Division. You do a Great Lakes Division and, you know. Well, as long as the Gophers have to play Wisconsin and Iowa, though. I mean, they they would never do without us playing Wisconsin and Iowa for sure. And they should. Oh, yeah. You got to keep some things in there. Michigan, Ohio State, you got to keep that game in there, you know. Yep. There's a way to do it. You just have to, you know, sit down and throw a guy away. Matter of fact, that's something that we could, you know, we could do it for them someday. We should, like, yeah. Well, and that's a good hour show right there at different options. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> no we, we do two, four, you know, four, four team divisions to eight and then have the top two make a playoff for the Big Ten title. How do you do that? You know, yeah. So many Because yeah. the SEC is going to be at that pretty soon. With Texas and Oklahoma going in, they're saying they're thinking of going to four team conferences because Texas and Oklahoma can put in the same conference in, or else one of them is going all the time. Exactly. Yep. There's but a lot to go over there. But it is fun. You know, Jesse, I'm a big fan of the Division Three, Division Two. The bracket's set, and it's all Me in. Too. All you do. And you've got FCS. It's awesome stuff. Uh, this, there's so much money involved that it's it really gets in the way, mucks it up. Uh, with what your options are because it's all corporate. Yeah, and you look at all the money they pay for the to televise the bowl games, and we were kidding about it earlier. Here, I could not watch primetime Coach Primetime's last game as a coach because we got the Viking game instead. Because that game was oh, supposed yes. to be the ABC game. Jackson yeah. State, yeah. Deion Sanders. They could have put that game on, you know, Channel 7, you know, the other station owned by ABC. They could have moved it elsewhere or – you know, I agree. I'd rather watch some of the college games than the pros. Just that's my me. 
I, I say more than I mean, I, I always say all, all season long, how am I going to watch these Sunday games after yesterday? You know, Saturday games way, way, way outweigh Sunday games to me. They're oh, so yeah. I love flipping around like FS2, FS1 or FS2 where it's like Southern Texas against, you know, Oklahoma City State, you know. Those are fun games to watch. I I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. All right, thanks for your time, Jesse. We'll thank uh, Craig, too, for his time. Andy, uh, that's all we've got. Let's do it again sometime, guys. We'll have to do it again. We'll get you guys on and uh, we'll talk some football. But this is good. Well, Andy, are you going to rank and see how everyone did on their picks? No, because last time I played back of picks, it was for the prep bowl, and I won one game. So I do not keep track. Yeah, we did it for the prep bowl, Jesse. I got one right, and so (laughs) I'm going to go back to more audio and change all that. That's why I like to stay out of these Big Ten games. I'd rather have the professionals do it. Uh, Jesse, I'm sure you and Craig will be much closer than us, uh, us, Andy, and I on these uh, these picks. But we'll see how you guys do. We'll we'll post results after the new year. Um, Have a happy holidays, everyone. All right. See ya. Hey, very nice to meet you guys. Yeah. See ya. Yep. Merry Christmas.